Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close for the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 9 sees the Green Machine on the road for a home game down to Wagga Wagga in country New South Wales where they'll take on the Newcastle Knights. We'll preview that game this week along with our special guest Caleb Aikens who'll be joining us on the podcast uh, a little bit later on. We'll also take a look at the review of the Raiders and Rabbitohs uh, to round out round 8 of the NRL Telstra Premiership. Joining us on the podcast this week, a new lineup. We've got uh, John Croyder and joining us from the Canberra Region Rugby League, Rosie Harrison. Good afternoon, uh, people, and uh, welcome to this week's uh, podcast. Hey, Ben. Hey, Benny. Good to be here and, uh, yeah, good to have some actual talent on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's about time and uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what's happening in the Canberra Region Rugby League as well this week with a big derby out there uh, at Seaford Oval on the weekend. But first of all, let's go around the horn. Another big week in the nation's capital in regards to news. We're going to have a look first at the team changes, which are hot off the press as we record this podcast uh, today. Uh, the Green Machine up there in uh, Wagga on the, on the weekend, as we mentioned, down there in regional New South Wales. Match day sponsor EISS Super bringing you all the action from Wagga along with the Wagga Wagga City Council and I suppose the biggest change John is Josh Papali'i back in the side uh, this weekend and uh, he comes back in after being rested uh, against the Rabbitohs. Yeah it's great to have him back and um, I think a fresh Josh Papali'i is going to be a daunting prospect for any team so I'm really excited to see him back in back in the side. Uh, he just adds so much. I know that he's been talking a lot about him not playing at his best but I still think he's been quite good. I know that he's he wants to be better, and that's a great attitude. But up against the Cowboys, I thought his offload really set up one of the tries there. And uh, his offload, his running game, he's just got so much um, in his in his locker. So I'm excited to see him out there. Yeah, I think at this point in his career, he's just really um, setting himself very high standards. Uh, and, he, and he sees that he's not reaching those standards by his own admission at the moment. So um, hopefully that week freshens him up uh, on the sideline. He can come back out and play strong because there's no doubt that if we're um, serious about going well this season, he needs to be um, in the team and playing well. So, you know, welcome back to Josh Papali'i. Rosie, uh, Seb, Sebastian, Chris, and also George Williams um, back uh, from injury. George obviously pulled out late in the warm-up. Um, Elliot Whitehead filling in the halves, but he's a great player to have in the side, George, because he, he gives us that extra kicking option. 100%, yeah, and he just brings that composure as well to the team and just having his calm presence on the field and, yeah, as you said, his kicking game and just being that other option in attack. And Seb Chris as well, a great addition, a great inclusion as well. Um, obviously scored a try last weekend and has been um, playing in that centre spot well. He's had a, um, an interesting start to his season, Sebastian Chris, and we know that he's, he's still relatively a rookie, I suppose, John, and um, he's been called in to fill in, in a number of positions, but um, I feel that uh, the centres is where he plays his best football and where he can have an opportunity to make an impact. I feel so far um, Ricky's noticed that wherever he puts him, he's going to get 100% effort, and that's what you want. But, yeah, he does look more comfortable in the centres. He's such a good ball runner, just getting ball out of our own end it's really important to be able to have him as that that option um yeah I was a little bit worried when I saw him go down I was thinking oh well, how long is he going to be out for but it's um great to see him named in the team this week and uh I can't wait to see him uh 
play against the Knights. Brave effort from him to play on too, and he made a break down the, the touchline. I he thought, was well, he looked pretty good for a guy <laughs> with a bad ankle, but um, you know, great to have him in the side, and, and great to see a young local player doing good things. Uh, obviously, the injury list uh, we can have a look at that. Josh Hodgson uh, was close this week, but probably still another week. Um, away from that calf injury, Jared Croker, shoulder, probably another one to two weeks for Jared. So um, those guys um, are probably the, the most, um, the players that will be back uh, in the shortest amount of time frames. Uh, Chance Nickel Cookstar comes back from New Zealand uh, at the ne- beginning of next, next week. week yeah. So he'll have another week at home with his family, which is uh, really important for him to see his boys and things like that. So um, he'll be back and then about six weeks before uh, he's back in uh, contention for the team as well. Uh, speaking of this weekend, as I mentioned, we're going out to Wagga Wagga um, for a massive uh, weekend. They've got the, the Wagga Gold Cup out there on Friday uh, into the Rugby League on the, the Saturday. And uh, Rosie, it's a great opportunity for people out in that region to experience some uh, top flight NRL action. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's great the Raiders bring the game to Wagga Wagga and um, expecting a big crowd. I believe it's a sellout, so it should be good. Yeah, I think uh, capacity capped at around seven, eight thousand. I think something like that for this one, uh, due to some obvious COVID restrictions still in play. But to have that sellout uh, in this match for Johnny, the hometown hero, you're from Wagga Wagga, so um, yeah. great, great to see in this region. Um, you know, the, the caliber of players are on both sides. I mean, um, going out there and, and having a a chance to play some footy out there. Yeah, you put the call out to Wagga, they'll always deliver. The city of good sports. Oh, yeah. the city of good sports and good sorts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, no it's, it's a great place to, to grow up. I, I love Wagga and it's going to be good to go, to go back. And, um, yeah, great weekend sport. Like a triple header of footy as well. Like you're going to mm. really get your fix. Like if you can't get to any game, um, you can't make the travel to, to Canberra, you, you've got to be there because, yeah, you've got – I think it's the women's uh, country championship final to start with. You've got our New South Wales Cup side and then the NRL action. Some great plays from both teams. So the Riverina side, Rosie, in the country championships women's final. Tell us a bit about that competition and how that's worked um, so far. Yep, so they will take the Riverina Bulls take on the Newcastle Maitland Region Knights in the grand final. The um, Our sort of affiliate team was the Monero Colts. Um, it was a two-week competition and then um, finals. So um, the Monero team bowed out in the semifinals. But yeah, it should be there's great players in both those teams and a great opportunity for the women's game to be showcased. Yeah, it's magnificent stuff to see three games of footy out there in Wagga. I think gates open at 10.45, so nice and early. Get out there and make a day of it. Um, speaking of uh, regional rugby league, Rosie, you've got a massive one happening uh, this weekend, uh, the Queanbeyan Derby. Tell us a bit about what's happening in that one. Yep, so we've got Queanbeyan Blues up against the Queanbeyan Roos this weekend, Saturday on at Seaford Oval. Um, the Queanbeyan Blues, they've been the benchmark team of the competition so far, four straight wins and piling on the points at every game. And the Queanbeyan Roos um, are coming off two straight lo- straight wins. Um, again, so they're um, finding some form as well, so... If you want to find out more about what's happening in the Canberra Region Rugby League, visit their website, crrl.com.au, and listen in to the Rubber the Green podcast, which features Rosie along with Sully, James Sully Sullivan. So uh, listen in to, I'm sure you've got a big show planned this weekend, so check that one out as well. All right, Raiders uh, 20, South Sydney 34 at GIO Stadium on Thursday night. Feels like an eternity ago since we played football, but uh, John. Uh, really, once again, it came down to that second half and uh, obviously the Raiders weren't able to capitalise 
uh, on their strong start to the game, and they ended up, um, you know, South ended up, you know, scoring a couple of tries there, and we just couldn't get back into the contest. Yeah, I think uh, well, South were very good for that that twenty minutes after after the break, but I don't know. It's never fun losing. I felt like this loss felt a little bit different from the, the previous three. I felt like we showed a lot of character at the back end of that second half and a real determination. Yes, there were those two tries ruled out for um, obstruction, which is probably correct, but the fact that we are putting ourselves into those positions where probably the last three weeks I don't think we were quite mm. doing that. So, yes, it sucks to lose four in a row. That's never fun, but I think the signs are there that um, we're turning a corner. Yeah, I think with the obstruction rule, um, the NRL's sort of drawn a line in the sand with it and they've decided to make it really black and white where our game doesn't really have black and white. Everything's grey. It's all, it's all open to interpretation and, you know, despite the fact that, you know, this happened, would that guy have had any chance of tackling you? Look, look at the Benji Marshall um, finger paint on, uh, I think it was Emre, when he went yeah. through the line. Benji was never going to stop Jack from scoring that try, but the rule in black and white, is that that's an obstruction. So, uh, unfortunately for the Raiders, you know, given the circumstances, the fact that they were trying to fight their way back into a game after coming off three losses and they just couldn't quite get that last little bit of um, fluency to make the try legal. Um, But, you know, we have to move on from that and get better at it, Rosie. Yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, it was technically correct, but it still um, hurts us. And, yeah, I think we we started off really well, the last couple of weeks and we've started off well last week but obviously second half fell away a bit there so I think it's important again to start well and then yeah continue it. I think the fact that we're able to just bounce back from that adversity like right at the start of the game I was over near where the um, Viking horn was and I looked behind me and I saw Elliot kicking I was like what's what's going on here and I was scaring everyone I was like and, I was, and then I noticed that I couldn't see George anywhere and I was sweating a little bit there but um, I thought the team coped pretty well I thought we started brightly Jack, I thought, was outstanding. I think yep. that he um, really stepped up to the plate. He, his kicking game, I thought, was, was really good. Um, and then his, his control as well. And then with George coming back in, we'll have those settled edge combinations. I felt like that new look right edge, which hadn't trained together, obviously, that, that whole time was... Um, like Benji Marshall did some great things down, down there left. But I think with that settled edge combination... And um, the signs that we saw, I've got some good feelings going into this game. Yeah, I think that um, as you mentioned, I thought Jack was um, had his best game of the season. Um, he, I, the fact that George wasn't there, the fact that Hodge wasn't there, I think he, he looked at the I looked at the team and he no saw he too. saw no chance, and he thought I've got to do something in this game now that they're all not here. So uh, I thought he was excellent. I thought Tom Starling did a great job in complimenting Jack as well, considering that we only had the one real kicking. Um, sort of playmaker in the side. So Jack did pretty much all the kicking on the night. He was running the ball. He was popping up on both sides of the field. It was just – it was a really line-in-the-sand moment for Jack. I thought he played really well. Um, but Elliot Whitehead, we talk about it every week. He just he just continues to be wherever you need him, Rosie. I mean, if you need him to play in the back row centres, um, halves – um, you know, he can step in and, and do a job for you. Yeah, he's such a great player. I mean, yeah, you're right. His versatility is incredible and he can just step into any role. And his defence as well was great. And he's, yeah, leading the attack. I mean, yeah, Jack Jack led the way, but, but Elliot did a good job too. I think uh, Tom might have a few new members of the Elliot Whitehead uh, fan club <laughs> that he's president of. That's right, exactly. So, look, defensively we know that there's, uh, there's improvement to be made and we talk about that edge defence. Uh, obviously that's where South's... Uh, targeted us on the weekend so I'm sure that that's something that um, Andrew McFadden and Brett White have addressed this week but um, 
look, like I said, the effort was there. Um, they're not far away from the game, and even Jack said in his media conference this week that he felt as though they're just they're close, but they're just not getting the results. So I think we'll see uh, an improved performance again this weekend. Uh, well, our special guest on behind the limelight this week is Raiders fullback Caleb Aikens, who we haven't had a good chance to have a chat to so far. So today is going to be our opportunity to do just that. Caleb, welcome to the Green Machine. How are you settling in? Uh, thank you. I'm settling in well. Um, me and my little family down here, we're loving it at the moment. Um, yeah, it's been really awesome. It's been a, um, a, a challenge for you, I suppose. Coming from a new club is always something a little bit different, especially when you've, um, you know, you're comfortable with the surroundings and you've, you've got your teammates in a new environment coming into is always going to be tough. Um, how have you found the transition from Penrith to here? Yeah, I actually found it really easy. I wasn't too sure how it was going to go at the start, but um, the boys, the coaching staff, like everyone's made it really easy. Um, Canberra community, we've really fit in here and uh, happy. Did uh, Corey make it a bit easier as well? You wouldn't know him from your time in Penrith as well? Yeah, definitely. I knew him from when I was young as well, playing um, football in New Zealand. So that made it really easy. Talk about the, the transition from Penrith to Canberra. But what about the, the transition from New Zealand to Australia as a young man uh, when you first came over? Tell us a bit about um, how, how that all came about and how you got the opportunity to, to come over. Yeah, so I was just playing a bit of school footy. always wanted to um, play in the NRL. Well, my first dream was to play for the All Blacks growing up in New Every Zealand. Kiwi boy's Every dream. Every Kiwi boy's dream, yeah. So... <laughs> That was um, what I wanted to do at first. Then rugby league kind of became my passion. And then from there, just playing school footy, manager that was um, managing James Fisher-Harris and Corey as well. Um, he seen me playing and asked to sign me up and then worked his magic, got me over to Penrith and yeah, here we are. Uh, what's the name of the small town you're from again? Because I think there's a fair few people uh, from there like in terms of rugby league. Yeah, Whangarei. I'm from Whangarei up north. It's about three hours north of Auckland. And, um, yeah, there's quite a few boys I went, to, I went to school with that are playing in the NRL now. James Fisher-Harris, Dylan Brown, Watermoo Greg, and there's more to come, I'd say. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a rugby union school or is it a rugby league school? Because I know that there's a massive, um, a massive culture of rugby union in schools over there in New Zealand. Was it more of a, a league school or a union school? Oh, it was definitely more of a union school when I first got there. And then rugby league kind of started coming on the scene and... More and more boys were starting to play that also. Now it has a good balance of both, yep. from what I understand. But, um, yeah, it's definitely um, a lot better for rugby league than it was. You said you knew Corey from back when you were playing there. Were you playing against him or with him? Uh, he was always – so he was from a little bit more up north than we are. But when we come to reps and stuff, he would always be in, like, the age group up. So I was playing under-15s for the Northern Swords and he was playing under-17s. So he was always mm. a little bit up, but we knew of each other. So, yeah, that kind of made it – Good and moved over with them when I first um, came over, him and James Fisher-Harris. So, yeah, made my transition good. And tell us about the the change and, and the move from Penrith to Canberra, how that all came about. What was it that sort of um, got you an, an opportunity to come down here? Yeah, um, same thing again. My manager kind of um, – I was a bit worried actually with COVID and that happening and I was off contract. I wasn't really sure how things were going to work out. Then um, – Later in the year, just before finals, I think it was, he, he talked to me about uh, the possibility of coming to Canberra and you know, I, was, I was all for it. Um, I know it's a good club here and I've seen what they, how, what they were doing with the club and like, Pen, like Penrith, going from good club to another club like, makes it really easy. Mm. Yeah, and um, it was a pretty long 
pre-season like it was for everyone. You obviously training at fullback and also a little bit in the halves in, in that as well, just preparing for all sorts of um, eventuations. Yeah, Ricky um, told me he just wants me to have that utility value also and it'll, um, it'll help me in the long run. So, yeah, I was training a bit of half, bit of centre, just anywhere they needed me really, and I was I was quite happy to fill that role. You could definitely see that um, on display for that uh, try assist on the weekend as well. Yeah, that's one thing that's developed a lot, my catch pass while I've been at um, the Raiders, and that's one thing I wanted to get better at, so I'm glad it's yeah, coming out. Such a, um, a tough position that you've found yourself in so far in your career is that you've, you've sort of been the... the the, the second string, the backup sort of fullback and things like that, and you've had the opportunity to play first grade at Penrith, and when you came to Canberra and you saw Chance, I don't think he's missed a game really since he made his uh, debut for the club, you, you would have been thinking, oh, when my opportunity going to come? But it actually came a lot sooner, obviously. So yeah. um, you've had that chance, and now you've got a, an opportunity to, to really establish yourself and play some good football over the next few weeks. Yeah, no, that's definitely like, I knew I'd have to bide my time and then wait for my opportunity, and it came a lot earlier than I thought, like you said. So, um, no, I'm just just happy to be in that that squad at the moment. And all the boys are yeah, all awesome boys, both levels of the game. So, nah, making it enjoyable. Just talking about a Penrith. Obviously, they had a really good season last year. They went all the way through to the grand final. Uh, the Raiders made it through to the prelim final, and and this year you see Penrith again there. I think they've won you know eight in a row. They're flying. The Raiders obviously we've lost a few games in a row. Um, Take us behind the scenes of, of what it's like when you're um, when your team's not getting that win on the uh, on the weekend. Is it is it a, a bit of a feeling of you know everyone tries to come in and just treat the treat it as normal and, and just get on with the job? Yeah, well, it's a tough one with us because we've been playing good footy. It's just trying to string it together for an eighty minute performance, and um, like we know we we can we can like get a couple wins and string them together because we're playing good footy. It's just getting there like mm. just stringing the whole 80 minutes together that's what we gotta work towards yeah because i mean i i when we walk around here every day and we see the guys and everyone seems you know so positive everything like that it's not like people are getting around kicking stones or anything like that there's still a really good uh environment around at the moment isn't there yeah no definitely it's um everyone's staying positive which which helps in times like these i've um been in like this before in penrith and the same thing we just stayed positive and it turned around for us i think it was the 2019 season so um I'm hopeful and I think I know we'll turn it around. Travelling to, to Wagga Wagga this weekend, um, have you ever been out that way? I know at Penrith there's like regional games out like at Bathurst and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I played um, actually against the Raiders last time we um, played at Wagga Wagga at McDonald's Park, was it? Yep, yep, oh, it was. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, 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 2019 yeah. We, we got a loss there yeah, against you guys. So. <laughs> that was the game where um, Viliami Kiko and Bateman went at it and yep. uh, Batty broke his cheekbone. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he went yeah, off yeah. There, that so. was a that was a tough game. That one. Yeah. No. So I've been there and um, been on the other side of the coin, but it'll be good to be there with the Raiders and yeah, hopefully we'll get that win. What yeah. was it like? Like as an opposition player, what was it like at that that smaller venue? No, it's it's um I like venues like that because the crowd's right there. You know, you get the the full money's worth because the crowd's on the sideline right there on the gate like gate like. You know, they can bag you if they want and stuff, but, <laughs> but it's just part of the game. Like, I like those small little country town games and that. I think it's good. Yeah, it's good to get away too and spend a bit of time out there in the community where you see that how much rugby league means to people in that in those smaller communities. And you're from one of those smaller yeah. communities yourself. So I suppose it's a, a rewarding thing for you to be able to go back and, and put into those type of things. Yeah, no, I know how it um, feels. I think Warriors had a trial game up where I'm from in Whangarei uh, a few years back. 
and it was a big buzz going throughout the town that the Warriors were coming up. So I know, yeah, know the feeling. It's it's awesome. Just on the game this weekend, obviously we come up against the Newcastle Knights. They're going to be desperate for a win uh, as well. They've uh, they've coming off the back of a pretty disappointing performance against the Roosters on the weekend. Uh, no doubt you guys will uh, be doing your homework on them because they've got. Um, some some brilliant attacking players in their team, led by Kalen Ponga, who will be the the opposition fullback this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, that's our um, our sights forward to that game now. So, just looking to do what we do best, play some good footy, and come away with the win. How do you prepare yourself for those sort of games? Do you do you really worry about those sort of matchups, or is it just um, do you focus on something else going into those sort of games? Oh, I'm more focused on team performance, and um, I'll get some individuals like. Mostly they're kickers and stuff who I'll need to um, watch out for, but otherwise it's more of a team focus, I reckon. Just like trying to neutralise their threats as a team and just knowing where they're going to go, like just doing study and that, yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of their, their kickers, um, I think a really good matchup would be Kurt Mann up against uh, Jack Whiten. Obviously, George was a late withdrawal last week. Jack really stepped up to the plate and um, took over a lot of the kicking for us up against Kurt Mann, who's been a really reliable performer for the Knights. Um, what did you make of Jack's performance last week? No, he was awesome. He really took the reins of the team and um, led us around well. His kicking game was good again. He, just, I know, kind of um, shook us all a little bit when George went down, but we, we didn't waver or anything. We just carried on with our job. And, yeah, I think think we handled that really well, and especially Jack. He, he um, carried our team for us yeah. in that sense as a playmaker. I, I think that he, he felt that he had his best game of the season last, uh, last weekend. I mean, even talking to him in the sheds after the game, like... He he said to me he wants he wanted to go straight back out there and play another game. Yeah. He was buzzing because he, he knew that even though they didn't get the result, he could feel himself find his feet. And there's no doubt when he's playing his best football, we're at our best. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him take it to another level. All right, podcast prediction time. Uh, we'll have a look at last week's results. Corey Harawira Naira went for two tries. Uh, sorry, went for a try to Jack Whiten. Denied twice, almost got there, he was on the money. I actually went for Caleb Bacon to score a try, he didn't, but that's okay. We'll let you off the hook for that one. And Johnny went for Jordan Rappiner to go for 200 metres and a try. He got the try, what was his run metres? Uh, I think it was around 100, so... Okay, so good. half a point there, we'll give you half a point. So yeah. the, the leaderboard here, uh, myself and the players are still uh, on one and a half, and yourself and uh, Tommy have crept up to one. So it's a very bleak we've leaderboard. Got three, we've got a total of four points in eight weeks of football, so it's going well so far. Uh, Johnny, what have you got for us this week? Well, I thought, going off what we said before, Jack was excellent last week, he's finding his feet. Going for a hat-trick, Jack to get a hat-trick. That's bold, but I like it. That's all right. Caleb, what can you get for us? Yeah, I had the same one like Jack in mind. I think he's finding his feet, so he's going to get a try, and then I reckon he'll get a try assist as well. Try and a try assist for Jack, so it's an all white and flavour so yep. far. Well, I'm going to double down this week, and I'm going to say Caleb Aikens, meat pie <laughs> this weekend. So, Caleb, uh, I'll be looking for you on the on the sideline when you when you go over this weekend. Give me a little way. wave. <laughs> so, no. Um, uh, I hope you do, mate, because you're, you're playing some really good footy at the moment and uh, we're enjoying having you out there. Thank you. Thanks for joining us uh, this week, mate. No um, and good luck out at Wagga. I can't wait to get out there. Thank you. That's all Thank we've got you. time Thank for you. this week on Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. Uh, we'll catch you next week.